Hey everyone, welcome to the Naz Church Weekly Message Podcast. Here you will listen to the preaching pastor from the Naz in Grove City, Ohio. We pray you are inspired by their teachings. All right, so as we get ready for the sermon this morning, um, I was with a guy a couple weeks ago, and he told us a story about a uh, man in his church, and the man would say something like, why not? Okay. The crazy thing about it, though, is he would say, why not, at weird parts in the sermon. Like when somebody's supposed to say amen, instead of saying amen, he would say, why not? Okay, so try that with me. Ready? One, two, three. Why not, not, right? And so it would come at really weird, weird parts. Uh, Sometimes great things, like he would say, you know, the Lord loves you. He sent his son to die for you. And this man would go, why not? Right? He would say things like, you know, go to the Lord, ask him for the needs that you have in your life. And this guy would go, why not? You know, but then sometimes it would be kind of awkward. They said, this guy said, those of them in the teen group, they would sit there and wait for the truly awkward moments. Like when the guy would say, all of us are sinners. Every day we sin. And the guy would go, why not? Right? That's kind of off. So today I want you all to, there's going to be some times when I ask you to say, why not? And it's going to be at certain key moments, but only do it then, okay? Don't do it at the really awkward moments, all right? So I've got a friend here. I'm going to, she didn't know I was going to do this, but Sarah, come up here. Sarah Schoner. Where are you at, Sarah? Oh, she had to go back to children's ministry. Crud. Didn't quite work out. So let me say it like this. Who would have thought that the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl? Why not? Who would have thought the Bengals could win the Super Bowl? Why not, right? And now the Browns fans, I know we're kind of mixed in here and Steelers fans, I'm sorry. But I mean, we're only an hour from Cincinnati, so we're going to cheer for the Bengals, right? Because right. what's the other team? I don't even know what other team's in it. I'm just kidding. I know who's in it. But we're not, we're not going to cheer for that other team from the West Coast. We're going to cheer for the people that are only like an hour away, right? And those of you that have been Bengals fans, it's only been 31 years, right? Pastor John told me he was in a store. I said, the last I can remember as a kid growing up in Boomer Esiason and all the great stuff going on. And John goes, he said, I was in a store. And uh, this week, somebody was trying to buy a jersey. And the guy goes, I've got this Bengals jersey, but it's got, I don't know, E-S-I-A. I don't, he didn't even know how to pronounce the name, young whippersnapper. Um, anyway, um, this week, I got an email or a text from my mom in a big group chat. And she quoted one of my favorite authors. His name is Thomas Merton. And the quote said this, to be grateful, to be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything that he has given us. And he has given us everything. Think about that for a second. To be grateful is to say, thank you, God. To notice his love in everything that he has given us. Sometimes we think about our clothes, our our house, places where we live, the resources that we have, our health. But God gives us things we can't even see. Relationships, thoughts, everything comes to, from, through, and to God. Everything that we have. I'm gonna talk today about resources. Um, As we've walked through the pandemic, there are times where we're wondering what are we gonna have to survive? Can we make it through some of this? Most of us that are sitting here, most of us that are watching online have managed to survive getting through the pandemic. And now the question becomes, okay, what what now? It doesn't appear that we're returning to normal, but what are we returning to? 
What is God wanting to do in and through us? How is God going to help us thrive? I read something the other day that was talking about um, people that are growing up right now, those that are young teenagers, um, middle school students, uh, on up through people that are in college right now, is the first generation who has grown up not having the expectation that their lives will be better than their parents were. We've continued to get better and better and make more and do more and have more things. And today, most kids don't grow up thinking, oh, I'm going to end up way better off than my parents are. That's just the way things work. Here in America, that's kind of started to shift. And we've begun to wonder, what do I do? Um, What if I want the things that my parents had? What if I want to keep growing and having all these other things? And so we, at times, stop and we pray and we ask God for things. I asked this week online uh, some people, "What, what do you think of if I say you need to pray for the resources of God? Some people talked about Money, I mean, resources, we need stuff, right? Some people talked about health. Some people talked about safety and security and needing to have those kinds of things. Um, I'm gonna ask you today how we begin to let those resources not just come to us, but also flow through us. Uh, You've done that already, not just through the lobby, not just through fill a truck. Um, I just got a text uh, during this service um, from Pastor Andres Hernandez down in Puerto Rico. Uh, two weeks ago, you know, we sent a group of guys and they began to build. Another group of guys went, traded off. They finished out some projects and uh, some pictures are going to show up because we finished putting roofs on a number of the buildings. And as these pictures show up, there's one of the roofs as things began to go up. Um, something weird happened this week. I'll give you, give you a little bit of perspective. Um, when Hurricane Maria hit four years ago in Puerto Rico, In 48 hours, the island of Puerto Rico received eight and a half inches of rain in 48 hours. This last Monday, in 23 hours, uh, parts of Puerto Rico received 10 and a half inches of rain in a 24-hour period. Now, it's horrible. There was flooding. Um, You see the winds coming across. There was lots of stuff that was going down. Some of the churches that we built are near rivers, and um, we got emails, we got texts, We got Facebook messages. Uh, We were especially happy because the three churches that we just put roofs on, we got texts from the pastors going, yeah, we're getting tons of rain. It's horrible. But the roofs aren't leaking. Woo! I say, why not? Yeah, why not, right? Uh, We have great guys that went to work down there. The other awesome thing is one of the churches that we worked on last time called Catano. Um, Catano is one of the churches that sits right near a river, where a river comes by. Church is fine. They were fine. But guess what they said they needed help doing? They said, our church has become one of the places where people are bringing resources, and we are going out into the community and making difference, helping people come out of their flooded houses and getting things together. So pray for our church as we minister our community. That's because of you all, because of what you have done, because you've taken the resources of God and done things with them so that others could be helped. Now, four years ago, when Puerto Rico got hit by Hurricane Maria, we came to you and said, hey, let's begin to go down there and make a difference. Since all of that started, there are 23 Nazarene churches on the east side of Puerto Rico. We have now helped 10 of them. Uh, Calvary in San Juan, uh, Country Club in San Juan. Uh, Country Club sounds like a weird name for church, doesn't it? It's a subdivision. They put this church in the middle of. Um, Catano, Levitown, Bayamon, Doraville, 
Rio Grande, Luisa, and then we just added again, Gurabo and Begabaja. We put another roof on at Doraville, and then Pastor Andres sent me a picture. He is our district superintendent. We built a new office because theirs had been destroyed. All of those things, 10 of the 23 churches are now done because of your work. Thank you, NAS family, for all that you've done. Thank you for those of you that are watching online. Now, when I'm down there and I look at the resources, there are times that we've got to pray for what God's going to do. In fact, when we arrived uh, two weeks ago, we got there and uh, we're supposed to be putting a new roof on the building. And the only thing that was missing was the roof to put on the building. Nothing was there. Uh, So they said, hey, start tearing down stuff to get ready. We began doing, we began praying and the resources arrived. Um, It's amazing that when we seek the Lord, he has ways of providing the things that we need when we stop first and seek him. This last week, we went, a number of us, to a thing called Love Listens. Uh, It was a thing for Alpha here in Columbus. And when we got there, the man who was speaking said, I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to open them to Ezra, chapters one through three. Now, those of you that have been here at the NAS the last seven weeks, you know, we've been going through Ezra and Nehemiah. So my phone starts blowing up as people are texting me going, did you know he was going to do that? Were you getting us prepared for this? And I said, no, he called me and asked, Pastor Dale, what have you been doing? I want to do this probably good stuff. No, that's not what happened. Um, what he was doing was he said, when we look at times where we need to be restored, Ezra's a great place to go. But what we find is from the very beginning, when they started to build the temple, the very first thing they did was built the altar. And they went before the Lord and they began to pray. Because they said, Lord, we don't have the resources. We don't have the stuff we need. And we're wanting to build your temple. So we're going to wait on you. What do you want to do in and through us? So the question I have for you is, what do you want God to do in and through you? Some people used to look at this city, Grove City, Ohio, suburb of Columbus, this big building, this big Nazarene church, and people would go, why Grove City? Why, there we go, some of y'all got it, why not? Why not Grove City? When Dale Galloway came here, his father, the district superintendent said, do not grow to Grove City, that's where churches go to die. Do not go there. Yet he came, he began praying, he began knocking on doors, and almost 60 years later now, God has continued to bless. But we sit at a place kind of like the children of Israel when they came back from exile. Almost a million Jews were in exile in Babylon. King Cyrus said, you all need to go back and build the temple. Your Lord came to me in a vision. Your God has shown me this needs to be rebuilt. So go back. As many of you as want to go back, go back and rebuild the temple. Guess how many went back? 50,000 about. 5% of the people went back to build the temple. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at that, I'm going 5% of the people are not gonna be able to do what needs to be done. We need resources, we need safety, we need protection. And if you read through the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, like we have the last few months, what you'll see is they needed protection and God not only went with them, but with that first wave that went, he actually sent the armies of Persia, to keep them safe. Said, Lord, we don't have enough money to rebuild the temple. Cyrus says, hey, people of Persia, take up money and give it to these people as they leave so they can rebuild 
their temple. They get there and they're going, we don't have all the wood we need. By the time we get to the next king, the next king says, hey, all the taxes that you would be paying to me, use it for your temple. Sometimes I go to God and I'm thinking, God, I need, and you know, I tell him what I need. And I'm, how many of y'all have ever prayed and asked God for money? And you're, you, know, you want it to show up in some sort of envelope in your mailbox, right? I mean, that's how it's going to happen, right? Oh, I didn't know I was going to get this check. Or, oh my goodness, I got this rebate and money shows up. How many of you all ever prayed, God, I need a lot of money. And you know that guy at work that I hate? I want it from him. <laughs> How many of y'all do that, right? We don't do that. But I would say, why not, right? I mean, God takes the Persians, the ones who are holding the children of Israel captive, and says, not only am I going to send you back, they're going to give you money. They're going to surround you with soldiers to protect you so you can go back and get this done. Do you realize how ludicrous and crazy that is? That your enemy goes, oh my goodness, I've been messing up. This is not right. And not only do I want to thank you, I'm going to, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to give you stuff and I'm going to let you go rebuild the things that you need. That's crazy, isn't it? But God says, why not? Pray, come before me, ask. See if I won't pour out my blessings from heaven on you. Ask me, ask me whatever you want. So I would say to you, what are you not asking God for? Where are you stuck? Where is it that you've begun to look? And I know there's times where I go, I don't even know what to pray. I don't know what to ask right now. I know what I think I want, but Lord, you know what's best. I don't even know what you're going to do. But I know I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to let you work, and I'm going to watch what you do. Um, as I walked down through uh, these passages of scripture the last couple weeks as I was praying, I began to realize this. You may want to write this down. God can provide all the resources that you need. Whatever it is that you need, God can provide the resources you need. Let me give you a perspective. I heard this about a week ago, week and a half ago. I was with some people, and this guy said, think about the planet Earth, and there are how many billion people, about 8 billion people on the planet. And our planet seems really big when you look at it. But to put it in perspective, you can take our planet, Earth, and put about a million Earths inside the sun. It makes the Earth seem really small when you think of it that way, right, compared to the sun. Our sun is one of nearly, well, there's over a billion stars within our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. A billion. A billion stars in this galaxy. Now, as we've studied and keep looking, we realize that there are probably trillions of galaxies. So the one of me out of 8 billion on this little planet that you can fit a million of in the sun, that from that million, there's probably a billion of those suns in the galaxy out of a trillion galaxies. Do you realize how teeny tiny we are compared to the great God that we serve? And the God of the universe says, everything that I have and all that I am can be yours. That blows my mind. That he wants to give us even more than we could ever ask or imagine. So as I was praying a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm going through and I'm saying, okay, God, there's got to be a way that we begin to understand how to pray for what you want for us and what it is that you want to do. 
And so I'm, God, help me to know about these resources, about the ways that you, you keep us safe and you protect us. Um, that, Lord, you are, you are our commander. You are our God. That, Lord, you are our healer for those that need a physical touch. Scripture's very clear that you are our healer. You're the great physician. Um, it's very clear that, Lord, not only do you own the cattle on a thousand hills and the wealth on every mine, you know, the Bible says, it's a way of saying God owns everything. So if you have everything and I'm your child and all of that is at my disposal, why do I not live in the fullness of that? What's going on there? And so as I'm praying about that and thinking about that, I felt like God said to me, you haven't asked me yet what I need and what I want. What? You're God. Just made it very clear. You have everything you could ever want or ever need. So what would you want from me? I kept praying, working through things. And, and actually, that, this is the day um, I told people in first service, I was, I was getting ready to go to a seminar with a bunch of guys that I know, a cohort. We were going to talk. It's the highlight of my year. Um, I get to learn a lot from these guys. They pour a lot in. Um, there's lots of learning that takes place. It's very encouraging. It's edifying. It's, it's phenomenal. I look forward to it. And I'm, I'm praying, and I'd been up since about 5 in the morning. Um, I'm, that's not typical for me, but I'd just been awake. And I prayed for the church, prayed for y'all, prayed for all kinds of things. And I'm laying there, and um, I'm beginning to realize, okay, it's about time to start getting ready. I've got to go to this meeting. And um, I felt like, I wasn't quite done praying. I had not reached some sort of conclusion. I was kind of stuck. And as I'm praying, I felt like, okay, God, show me something when I go to this meeting. I'm really ready to go to this meeting. And I felt like God said, no, let's just stay here a while. Let's keep praying. Let's keep talking. And I was like, God, you don't understand. I've come here to go to this meeting because these guys, they are very encouraging. It's edifying. It's encouraging. You know, this is one of the highlights of my year. It really builds me up. I'm excited about it. I need to go. They're getting ready to meet. And um, God didn't say this audibly to me, but as I'm praying and I'm talking God out of spending time with him so I can go to this meeting, um, I felt like God said, oh, so you really want to hear what they have to say more than you want to hear what I have to say. I was like, that's not what I said. Right? You know how that goes. Those of you that are married, right? That's not what I said. It's not what I meant. Those of you that have girls, some of you are laughing. Those of you that are dating, right? You're like, yes, that happened with my girlfriend this week. I told her something. She heard something else. It's not what I meant, right? Well, God, that's not, I, I, no, no, no. It's, but, but this is why I'm here, right? I've got time this afternoon I can spend with you. I'll come back and we can finish up, okay? Because you, you don't seem to be wrapping it up the way I need you to right now. Um, let's wrap it up, God. Long story short, I ended up texting the guy that was heading up the meeting and said, hey, I won't be there. Um, nothing's wrong. I'm not sick. I'm okay. Just won't be there. So I started praying, kept hanging out. Um, Melissa was getting ready to go somewhere, and so I was like, go ahead and go. I'm just going to stay here. Okay. So as I keep praying, I was waiting for this. I, I, I knew God was going to honor my obedience and he was going to drop this great big truth bomb on me that I could then share with you all. And it never came. Over the next three hours, I prayed, and I prayed, and I looked in the Bible, and I prayed. And... But, it, but there was a bomb that he dropped on me later in the day. And it was this. 
the God of the universe that has created billions of people to live on this earth that a million of them can fit in the sun. And there are billions of those suns in our galaxy and trillions of those galaxies. That God that is that vast and that powerful and that mighty, he wanted to spend time with me. Is that not nuts? God said, here's what I want my people to know. I have all the resources at my command that they could ever want. But you know what I want? I just want their hearts. I just want to be with them. I love them so much. I thought there and I thought, that is so stupid. Why? I want you to close your eyes for a second. Some of you are visual learners. I want you to picture yourself having a conversation with God. Whatever God looks like to you. I don't know if you're sitting at a table. Maybe you're laying in bed like I was. Maybe you're just sitting in the family room. Maybe you're out in nature. Maybe you're sitting by the beach having a chat with God. You're trying to figure out all this other stuff. And God says, all I want is you. Of all the things in the world that I could have, I created you because I love you. And just like I asked the question, why? I want you to see yourself asking God the question, why? Why do you want me? You know my sins. You know my shortcomings. You know my lies. You know everything about me. Why would you want me? And I want you to picture God looking at you. But instead of God saying, why not? I want you to hear God say, because I love you. You're my child. You're my image. I want the world to see how much I love them and I want them to see it in you. But the only way that'll happen is if you let me have you. I know there's all this stuff that I have can be yours. But I just want you and I want you to want me. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I'm going to ask if there's, there may be someone watching online today, there may be somebody sitting in here that today as we, we dedicate a lobby and we build this bridge, not only for us to be here, but for people that don't know Christ to be here as we build this bridge so that you and I have the opportunity not just to meet here, but to go out from here and to show God's love to a world that is hurting and dying. As we're praying, I pray that, Father, you would just be right now with us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you said wherever two or three are gathered, you would be there among us. So we come now and we say, Holy Spirit, come. To everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, wherever they are, whatever it is their need is, I pray that you would give them 
the audacity to reach out and say, Father, I need you. I need what you have. God, I pray that they would hear you saying, then give me everything you are, and I will give you everything I am. God, help them to know that you're going to take their sins. You'll take their hurts. You'll take their shortcomings. You'll take everything that is good about them and everything is bad about them, and you will love them. you'd like to pray for that to happen in your life today, would you just pray that out loud or say it in your heart to God as I pray? Father, just thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for loving me. God, sometimes I, I want to admit I'm not like the 5% who went back and worked to see your kingdom come. I'm like the 95% who just stayed in captivity. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see the blessings that you have for us. Forgive us, Lord, for sitting when we should be standing. Forgive us, Lord, for running around when we should be sitting with you. Help us, Lord, to tune our ears to your voice, to spend time with you, to realize that you love us, that you care for us, and that, Lord, you want us God, my heart is breaking right now for the person that's sitting here who doesn't feel wanted. They wonder why would anybody want me, much less God. But I pray that even right now, you would speak to their hearts, speak to their minds, help them to know that you created them because you love them and you want them. God, I pray that you'd be with those of us who who love you. We've been trying to serve you, but Lord, we do it on our own power. We try to do everything on our own. We want to prove to you how worthy we are. God, I pray that you'd help us to rest in you and let you do the work in us that you want to do. All these things, Father, we ask and we pray. In Christ's name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me today, for the first time, we have a gift we'd love to give you. It's a Bible. It's to help you know of God's love for you, to help you understand all the resources at his disposal, all those things that are right there for you. But more than that, it's a way of understanding his heart and knowing how much he loves you and knowing the relationship he wants to have for you. If you're watching online, just click the button that says, I said yes. They'll make sure you get one of these. If you're in the building, just stop at one of the new here stations on your way out and we'll be sure to get you one of those. Um, can, we, can we celebrate with those that accepted Christ this morning? We've got something, we've got something important we've got to do here. We're going we're gonna to dedicate this lobby, okay? Um, we're going to celebrate with the truck. We're going to do all kinds of great things, but we want God to move in and among and through us. So some of you came in, you dropped your stuff off over here. You saw it go all the way to the other side. We want this lobby to be a bridge. We've already said that a couple of times. Here's how God can use you and all of his resources. Is when you begin to say, yes, God, you've got my heart. 
what I have found is God has poured out his blessings. There's times I look back and go, God, you seem to have given me a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't seem to have it. It's because when God pours it out on me, it's not for me. It's for others. Are you beginning to hear what I'm saying, church? Part of the reason we're doing what we're doing with Jordan's Crossing is so that this church becomes a conduit. The church doesn't need your money. Yes, I know, we took up an offering. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need all the resources and stuff that you have. He needs your heart. And if he's got that, then he knows he can pour as much as he wants to in and through you, out to a community that needs to see him, out through your life, wherever you work, wherever you go to school. That's what God wants to do. I'm gonna ask you if you would stand with me. Uh, Pastor David's gonna go get David uh, McKnight. I believe he's still here. He was here in first service. Um, He may have already taken off. Oh, here he is. David's coming. John's gonna get the research. They're gonna come up. They're gonna spread out across the platform here. And we're all gonna pray. Okay, we're not gonna pray. I'm not gonna bless you all this morning. We're gonna bless them. Uh, we're gonna bless one another. And we're gonna bless, bless our community before we go, all right? So here's what I want you to do. As we dedicate this building, we're gonna dedicate it together. Something's gonna pop up on the screen and it'll say pastor. Wherever it says pastor, that's where I read, okay? Wherever it says people, that's you. You're gonna read, okay? Some of you say, well, I'm not very good at reading. Um, why aren't you good at reading? And some of you say... Why not? Yeah, just read. Just try, okay? Here we go. We're going to read. We're going to pray together. We're getting ready to send everybody out. If I don't kill myself first. Ready? Father, we've come before you today. We dedicate this building for your use. Father, we dedicate our lives to you so that you might use us. May this lobby be a place where people feel welcome and fully seen. Open our eyes to see those who are new and those who just need to be seen. May this lobby be a bridge to our community where people receive help all week long. Send us from this place to be your hands and feet when we are not gathered here. As we gather in this worship center and pray, may our lobby be the same kind of place. Fill our lobby with conversations about you and with the ministry of prayer with one another. May it be a place where people find healing. May it be a place where people find hope. May it be a place where others feel your love. May it be a place that sends us out in love. May it be a place where people find family. May it be a place where people find you. Now, Father, we also pray for this truck for Jordan's Crossing. Open our eyes and our hearts for our community. Use the resources that we've brought today as gifts for you. We know that you said whenever we have done these things to the least of our brothers and sisters, We've done it to you. So help us, Lord, to live this way always. Now may the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts bring you praise. May this lobby be filled with those praises, both as we come in and as we go out. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The world's recovering from a pandemic. They say we've reached now an endemic, right? Whatever that means. Something happened when the people gathered at, um, and they built the temple. They outlined the temple. Something weird happens at the end of Ezra chapter three when Zerubbabel had all that done. It says, the people who had seen the first temple, they wept because the temple was gone. And now all they had was this little outline and an altar. They didn't see the splendor and the glory of what God had done. 
said all the younger people that were there, they were pumped. They had lived in exile their whole lives. They had heard about the temple and they were there and they got to be the ones that got to build it and they partied. It said what was weird was if you're far away, you could hear people shouting praises. You could hear people crying, but it was all one, all together, kind of like we are when we gather here. Some of us are hurting, some of us are praising, but it said from far away, it was a wonderful noise unto the Lord. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna party, we're gonna yell. Okay, the lobby's done. Church is a little different than what it used to be. Church is gonna move forward and you and I have a chance to be part of the 5% that makes the kingdom of God what he's always wanted it to be. He's still God before the pandemic. He's been God through the pandemic. He's gonna be God after the pandemic, right? So can God, God's already built this church to be about 3,500 at one point in time. As I was praying and asking God, God, how big could this church be? I'm not gonna tell you how big, but it was more than, it was more than um, five numbers, the people that we can touch. And I, I remember thinking that, I was going, God, seriously, us, why? Thank you, let's pray, let's go. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Stay connected with us at thenaz.church.